Hello, welcome to today's episode of Pause to Move. Today, I have a very interesting person to co-host this episode with me, and they are from University of Alberta. They're Drew Passi, and I would just let them introduce themselves. So, Drew, can you tell a bit about yourself? What are your hobbies? How it's been for you to be in New Alberta? And how has been this entire university in COVID for you? <laughs> thank you so much, Amitosh. It's uh, thank you so much for having me on this podcast. It's it's an honor. Well, uh, as you as you mentioned, yes, I am uh, from University of Alberta. I am in my second year of neuroscience, and well, mm-hmm. I don't want to sound like a pretentious twat. I <laughs> before before I go ahead, I, I'm like I'm I'm totally not trying to boast anything because it sometimes comes off like that on my blogs. So and also like on the other hand, I'm really looking forward to record this recording simply because uh, I haven't talked about myself to anyone in a long time just because of okay. COVID. COVID has made me yearn human interaction. So, so getting back to like what you asked me, uh, uh, I, I do keep myself busy like with a bunch of volunteering with different organizations on you uh, on the campus, uh, such as ADA's mentors, the Neuroscience Student Association, the YSIP, that's a part of the ISSS. And also because of my, because of the current COVID situation, I cannot volunteer at the old age home that I generally do. So on the side, I'm also a part of uh, a team who's competing in the WCC challenge at the U Alberta. And uh, I'm also working, I'm also working part-time at one of the learning centers as a tutor. And when I get the time, especially right now during reading week, uh, I love to read uh, biographies by Walter Isaacson. So that's wow. me. That's me in a nutshell. <laughs> that's that's busy. That's very interesting. And no, you aren't boasting about yourself by <laughs> just telling what you're majoring in. You're majoring in something you're passionate about. And that's you definitely, even if it's boasting, you get to boast about it. <laughs> it's not easy. It's not easy studying a STEM and neuroscience. Uh, it's great. And you should get the credit where it's due. <laughs> uh, thank you so, so much. <laughs> Well, just just so that our listeners know, when I got in touch with Dhruv about this podcast, he was really passionate about like just sharing his ideas, his techniques around studying and about around being productive. And I just find that the importance of bringing that right now is that it is so difficult to be intrinsically motivated when you have to do everything on your own. So right now, university or even school or even just day-to-day life, it's not about seeing people or getting around or letting the external factors lead you. It's really about you pushing yourself. And it has been dragged on for so long. It does get difficult. We get it. We've all been there. And some of us, Honestly, we are there where it is difficult for us to motivate ourselves every single day. However, Drew has some amazing and very insightful techniques which might help students like me and like our listeners just find that interesting motivation and manage our university life right now in a better way. So has anyone else ever approached you with this topic before? Like, like, hey, Drew, can you help me out? Something like that. Has it ever happened on campus? 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, honestly, it, it, I think I was just talking a few days ago to someone and uh, they did come to me regarding to talk about something like this. And uh, it's it's actually pretty interesting to see like how a lot like due to COVID and stuff. And as you talked about how people have started to lack motivation just because you have to make the you may you have to make the choice between going to bed, sleeping that extra one hour or going to your study table and open your laptop and start getting on with lectures. So I think yeah. I think there's like a pretty dominant idea right now there, especially among students about this productivity and study strategies. So yeah, so mm-hmm. someone recently came to me, as I said, and they, they said like, uh, I uh, could you give me some study tips? I really need some. I I don't want to sound all whiny and bring forth like some sort of negative energy. But like I've never had <laughs> I've never had any tides of bad and good grades like others. So I don't know what to do because I've always been like an honor student and I've always got good grades. So I don't have specific systems set like other people. I almost want to break that down into I want to make I want to sort of like tackle it in two different ways. Like the first part was, uh, well, when they talk about like being whiny and being this negative energy, I feel I feel like it, it, the huge part about self-improvement is to better what's already right and also better mm-hmm. whatever's wrong. It's absolutely essential to address whatever is going wrong right now and uh, yeah. and absolutely work on it. So so there's nothing nothing to be whiny about. And negative energy, don't worry about it. That's not negative at all. It's, it's yeah, definitely just like you pro. cannot be like so true. You cannot be always like the butterflies and the rainbows. Mm-hmm, exactly. Like just faking the positive and like if you're sad, you're sad. Address it. Uh, that's that's very true. Definitely. And that's amazing insight. Awesome. So yeah, so when they talked about like uh, having tides of good and bad grades, the one thing that told them was to almost like because when you say that I've never been so bad so I have no idea what to do and now it's almost Mm -hmm. living in a sort of a state of defiance in a sense just because you're sort of denying the fact that nothing's wrong with you it's uh it's just coincidental that I happen to be in the situation and after a few after a while I'll automatically get out of this rut and frankly, no. Well, the huge deal about, especially right now, is when you have less contact with other people and you're totally dependent upon your own motivation, you have to get out mm-hmm. of the rut by yourself. And for that, you have to definitely take preemptive action by yourself. So mm-hmm. the one thing I definitely told them, like whenever I'm giving out such sort of tips and stuff like that, what I like to lead on is with, uh, with a personal story in a sense. So yeah, so I definitely told that person that yes, in my first semester in university, I I had this too. Like I, I almost felt too proud to ask help from anyone. I felt like uh, I I've been an honor student all throughout. Maybe maybe it's just not my stars are not aligned probably, and uh, oh. <laughs> and maybe maybe I'll just get out of this. But soon enough, like right after my first semester. And as soon as my grades dropped, I, I knew, I understood that I have to go after different views and opinions because there's got to be a much better and more effective way than what my study habit is right now. So obviously, like with yeah. all of the people, I went to YouTube videos, I t- looked into podcasts, I started to read a few books and also start to talk about t- this thing with my seniors. So, so I... I ended the sort of thing by talking, telling them about like, definitely be open to new study strategies. Don't be embarrassed and don't be embarrassed about your grades. Like, I feel like this is this huge 
dominant idea behind tying your grades with your identity and i think so true mm-hmm, yeah so and i think that definitely prevails like right at the beginning of high school as soon as you're in grade 11 and 12 you don't want people yeah. people s- almost sort of stop collaborating simply because they feel like they're almost pitted against each other and when yeah mm-hmm, yeah and when they talk about their grades it's almost like they're quite embarrassed about it so it's very important to realize this sooner rather than later that if you forget about your grades and really just think about learning in a sense by itself you will have greater rewards to reap and you will all, you will definitely have fun on the way uh i think i'm i'm forgetting there's a cycle by uh of cycle form later by one of the bloggers i believe i'm sorry i forgot the name uh i came across this a couple of uh, of a while ago it's fine <laughs> you can get back to me and i'll definitely put it in the description for our listeners so they can get access to it after they're done listening to this episode mm-hmm. yeah so so awesome that's that's amazing so this chart was like uh it had like a wheel of interdependence where it's uh where you have practice on one slot the arrow goes from practice to getting better and performing well and from this text box of getting better and performing well there's an arrow going to motivation and the arrow now goes from motivation to practice so it's like a cycle where practice getting better and memory and motivation is like sort of interdependent and oftentimes we think that if we have enough motivation only then we can practice and only from there we can get better and from there we, okay. as soon as we start performing well we will have more motivation to do something well the idea behind this is that since this is all like a cycle if you do not have motivation motivation should not be depend- dependent upon are you doing well are you performing better it should be definitely dependent upon that you you need to start practicing something either you have motivation or not to start practicing you will start getting better and as soon as you start getting better automatically you will feel good and it will motivate you to put in more effort so yeah <laughs> yeah so that it- that's beautiful that's that's beautiful like i would love to emphasize this cycles idea and i'll definitely put the description to this Uh, original idea in the description so that our listeners can get access to it but i definitely so much like resonate with this idea cuz we always think of this concept as something linear that okay i got this motivation today i'll go ahead and nail this but no if you if you don't have the motivation if you don't have the idea or just start at any part of the cycle and you'll get to the other parts because it's cyclic it's not like i start here then i Definitely. go there that's that's beautiful thank you so much yeah so that was your that was amazing about how you advised this person mm-hmm. and also using your stories and going around with different developing different strategies and it was a very nice um concept that you introduced of, of this cycle the motivation cycle but what's your journey been like to develop optimal study strategies and you i mean you just shared that you realized when you made the switch from high school to university that okay i need to go- get new ideas because i cannot be writing the same like the same cycle <laughs> that i've been writing all through high school you need a new Definitely. writer so that's that's great 
um, just like how we switch to a more suitable transport for a different terrain. So that's if we think of it that way. So no, if you if what has been working for you throughout your high school, if it's not working for you in university, there's nothing wrong with you. You have to realize that. It's maybe that you are using a submarine where you're supposed to use maybe. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> like, think of, yeah. So it's not you. Just uh, get around, talk, and see the ideas that have been working for other people and try that instead of putting the blame on yourself. Um, instead of putting the blame on yourself, hold yourself accountable. Accountability is beautiful and very responsible but do not carry the guilt for it because guilt and blame will lead to this self-negative talk and it will lead to lack of motivation and we definitely don't want to end up in that. Definitely. So, Dhruv, it was very nice hearing from you that how you got into this mindset of, okay, I need to develop strategies. But... Let's get to the point, something that all of us are very curious to know. What are these study strategies? Oh, what are these study strategies? Uh, well, I've sort of come across, come forth from like a journey where like in high school, <laughs> I was all throughout my, and as far as I can remember, like in high school and all, and as much as I can remember from grade five, I was definitely an honor student. So it was a kicker as soon as I got into my first year university, because now not everything is spoon fed. You are not told like what practice problems to do, how you're supposed to study, what exact concepts or what exact questions you may face on the exams. It's a lot just based upon your own efforts and you going after to find the perfect resources for your preparation. So yeah, so the first year university was a definite, definite kicker. And right after that, I remember like over the summer, I, I knew that something has to be changed or else I got to give up on all my hopes and dreams. <laughs> and oh. so, so I had to, I worked on it. I explored quite a lot, reading different books, talking to my seniors who had already gone through that. And uh, so yeah, I came across a few tips for a few study strategies. The first one was definitely like, which I implemented in my, first semester of second year that just went past right now was to use Anki to make the online flashcard software. Mm -hmm. right. So, so this, this Anki software is like, it's definitely based upon you making flashcards and this will have a sort of a program set for you to either on your phone or on your laptop, you can access your flashcards, whatever you have made and you can choose like how well you've performed answering these questions on your flashcards and if you didn't do good, it will show you this flashcard once again automatically in, say, two days. And if you did really well, it may show you the same flashcard, say, only after 16 days. So, so this idea of active recall and repetition was, was played, played an instrumental role in sort of uplifting my grades from my first year to the to first semester in second year. But I knew, like, based upon my previous experiences with flashcards and stuff, it was quite futile. Like I couldn't carry on just making flashcards and stuff. So now I definitely have like a better method in place with constant, with the emphasis on uh, active recall and constant repetition, especially in classes which require a lot of memorization, such as physiology, biology, and uh, things like neuroscience for me. And so I think I came across these uh, ideas 
by reading uh, a book, especially this one, uh, Mind for Numbers by Barbara Oakley. Absolutely amazing. Absolutely <laughs> awesome. It definitely gave me like a wow. ton of tips. And that's that's helped me to set up my current schedule as well. And also like for YouTube, I came across Ali Abdal and Karma Medic, which really helped me to alter my study strategies. So yeah, sorry, sorry to, I almost got uh, sidetracked there. So yeah, so that's what you meant. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Uh, So the study strategy I have now set up is, is setting because it's COVID. So definitely I, I have a, I will have to change it up if, say we have to go back in person but right now i have these two four-hour blocks that i've set up throughout my day where one goes from 9 a.m to 1 p.m and the second block goes from 3 p.m to 7 p.m and this these four-hour blocks is mainly for me to just stay focused and to do finish all my stuff so like the first block is mainly for to finish up all my lectures all lectures that i need to watch and if i have uh a couple of hours left. So especially when between that 9 a.m. to 1 p.m., the time to that four-hour block right there, uh, I sometimes have one hour to two-hour break in the middle. And I can I try to catch up on the assigned readings and I go over the PDF notes that may be uh, uh, posted by the instructor for the next day's, for the next day's mm-hmm. class. So it uh, almost gets me ready for the next day's class. And uh, well... To just before I go ahead, I want to say that uh, these two hour blocks that I set up is I I came across this the Pomodoro technique. I, you definitely would have heard about it, right? Yeah. <laughs> the twenty five minutes of oh, it's so good. the twenty five minute and uh, I I don't really do it. I think I don't really actively focus on it. That okay, I need to do this timer. I it just naturally happens mm-hmm. for me. Um, that. Like, it's very similar to I have this huge chunks of time that, okay, I'm going to study now. But the kind of the breaks that I take, they're kind of natural to get water or to get food. Um, I don't put a timer in it, but I think maybe that's something I can look (laughs) into. I can definitely try. Uh, But again, nothing is one size fits all. Uh, So what Drew just shared about having this four-hour block it's amazing however for a person like me it might not work let's say uh from per like it puts this deadline Mm -hmm. in my head and it makes me more worried about the time rather than actually studying so just being aware of what works for you is uh, also very essential tips that you're sharing they're beautiful i absolutely love the Mm -hmm. yeah This one is so, it is so hectic to make all of the flashcards. Um, Anki is amazing. And then Definitely, there's yeah. So I kind of found maybe a little hack around it. Um, it's not cheating. It's not cheating, but maybe, maybe some technically, I am kind of finding a shortcut that I figured that I am okay with revising. However, I find it very hard to actually put in the effort to make 300, 400 flashcards. But you have to realize that some of the courses that we need flashcards with, they've been here with the same syllabus for years. And if we go to Quizlet, uh, there are tons of crowdfunded, there are tons of flashcard sets already made by past students. 
So maybe as your last resort, but that's one little mm-hmm. hack that I would like to hear. If you don't want to make yours, ask your friends or just Google search. There are tons of Quizlet flashcards. <laughs> yeah, available. so uh, just, yeah, I adding up to that flashcards thing. Uh, the one thing that I was really worried about because I, it, the flashcard idea, I didn't go on with it for long just because I'd never made flashcards, never really sort of liked it. So that's why I have like this new new strategy. Yeah, <laughs> I feel yeah that so it was just that making flashcards is, is almost like a skill and an art just because you don't want to make 200 and 300 flashcards for say one course because so at true. that point you're just talking about so minute details and also you don't want to overfill your flashcard yeah. with like ton of details so this, it, there, there's a balance that needs to yeah. be struck and and it, it would totally help you like honestly definitely yeah. as you said like the last resort go to these places where like there's flashcards already made for the same stuff but it would really help you as if you yeah. uh make your own flashcards that would really help you mm-hmm. Yeah. So what what's your idea on flashcards right now? Because honestly, if I say from Ami's point of view, I tried, but it didn't work for me. Or maybe I need to find a better way around it. But how? Yeah. How so flashcards for me, uh, I remember when I was in uh, high school and stuff, I would constantly just read through my notes over and over again. And then hopefully after the mm-hmm. third time reading them, I would memorize them and I'd go topic by topic down mm-hmm. and verbatim say everything that I remember and word, word by word I had to remember each thing so that's I, I, I remember I used to go to school wow. and I used to see my friends and classmates make flashcards and that almost didn't just vibe in me and so when I yeah so when I yeah. came to university making flashcards was uh, I started making them it's it's pretty it's pretty hectic <laughs> to be honest <laughs> it's very hectic yeah. it's very hectic so yeah that's something that our listeners can take away uh, that flashcards are beautiful if they work for you and if it doesn't work for you if it's not something if it's something that's actually preventing you from learning more effectively then don't do it these ideas these techniques they're very general but at the end of the day you have to decide that what works for you and you don't need to force on yourself what everybody's doing because what everybody's doing might not be something that would definitely work yeah you. that's a huge deal like people need to understand like while they're op- they should be constantly open not just to not just to learn like new things but also new study strategies and productivity stuff yeah. they don't have to sort of stick with it they have because people have different schedules different sort of knacks for things different ways they understand stuff so so they have so to be true. open to reject ideas and openly accept ideas as well so yes unlearn <laughs> and learn beautiful that yeah, that's coming amazing. back to my my <laughs> the long talk away the two hour for the two four hour blocks so like in the first hour I, i'll finish up my lectures and i that, i hope that's okay like i'm going back to that question and finishing up that one Oh, no. it's all <laughs> thank you very much yeah it's just that i'm yearning human interaction and now i want to get everything across whatever i want to say uh say so in the first <laughs> hour like i'd get a, the first four hour block i would just get through the lectures and finish up my readings whatever is assigned especially for the next day and the second four hour block that i have set up from 3 p.m to 7 p.m 
that's when I would sort of flip through and read the stuff that was done today, the PDF files and the note, the notes that I would have made after the classes of that same day, just to refresh my memory and go back to whatever's done. And now, now like this, this is the big thing that I've sort of changed and it's, uh, it's not a, it's, it's a substitute to me taking constant notes. So instead of like, taking notes and highlighting stuff in my textbook or making flashcards. What I do now is uh, on the previous day's classes, I would make lists of like ton of questions from each lecture without the answers on my Word document. And what I would do, like I would, for each lecture of, for my, uh, each lecture, it would be around like 30 to 40 questions. I would just make questions and try to answer them while I'm making them. And the main idea behind this is to mm. answer this, answer these questions on the weekend. So whatever questions I've made throughout the week, I would now answer them uh, one by one on the weekend. So the whole idea is to sort of uh, make the short-term memory, like make the ideas that I've consulted to that I've formed in short-term memory, and now using active recall and constant repetition like just bringing back stuff, forcing myself to think about whatever was done previously without having the answers right in front of me, I'm consolidating this information to like my long-term memory. It does take a lot of effort, but it definitely, definitely pays off. So like I'm doing anywhere between a hundred questions for each course, because if I'm doing like uh, for a three hour class each day, I'm sorry, for one hour class each day, I'm making like about say 20 to 30 questions. By the end of the week, I have about, for all my courses uh, together, I have about, say, 100, 200 questions. But once I'm done with that, I'm good to go because, like, I have all this stuff right down in my head. And so w the big thing for me was, what if I don't know the answer to one of the questions? So that's, like, this, this method works awesomely for me just because now what I do is uh, I color code it. So I, if I don't know something for the first time, I would just... Uh, highlight that uh, question in red. So now the next, because the next time I'll go to that question, I would give that question more emphasis. And if I still don't get it the next time, I would highlight that in blue and then in green. Hopefully I've not gone past green yet. Hopefully that doesn't come. <laughs> and uh, and wow. so, yeah, so as soon as I don't know the answer to one of these questions after like color coding it, I would also now go back to my notes, flip through them and get the answer and try to sort of put that answer, drill that answer into my head. And also like flipping through my notes, as soon as I don't know the answer to a question, also like gives me context, like what topic was it related to and what topic it will further be related to. So it sort of like gives this memory sort of this context to stay consolidated for a longer period of time. And creating these exactly. mind maps in your brain that this is where the mm -hmm. question's going to. Because I feel that this is something like constantly re referring to your notes or flashcards and say it's again exposure to visual content. It's very helpful for visual learners, especially uh, because me as a visual, visual learner, online classes have been kind of weird for me in the sense that 
half of my when i look back half of my study or my learning would be that okay i remember teacher doing this my teacher writing this on the whiteboard and i remember this concept from here so now that visual aspect is lacking so i have to create that visual aspect for me on my own so constantly again going back to your notes and creating that visual stimulus for yourself it's something that will definitely help visual learners definitely definitely yeah. yeah so like this honestly i, I was talking to about uh, talking about this this method that i have set for myself with someone else as well and yeah it it definitely would not work for a lot of people mm-hmm. some big simply because it may be too much of a hassle it may not work for some people <laughs> simply it may not it simply is. work for some people because it's maybe too easy you always need to find your stuff but the one thing to remember is like to constantly question yourself because it's one thing to say well i cannot do my practice test or my problem sets right now but I, because i haven't revised all my notes i haven't read through them you you won't know where you, what your understanding is and you won't test unless and until you don't test yourself it's not going to do you any good because testing yourself going over those practice questions will play a bigger role Qu- questioning yourself constantly will play a bigger role than than say just reading through your notes because reading through your notes is like say pseudo work it's it's sort of passive learning and that's that's the whole idea about like constantly repeating yeah. something and like active recall like actively recalling information from the back of your head and hopefully getting it and if you don't get it well you repeat it and try to get this active recall thing back on point again that's the whole idea of uh, yeah active recall and repetition so any quick tips or any other you know like last ideas that you may have for our listeners um that would help them to really power <laughs> through this semester considering that winter semesters we are already halfway through and so oh definitely <laughs> definitely a few tips <laughs> i want to give a lot of tips but i'll try to make it pretty uh, short hopefully So yeah, so the biggest thing is uh, having a schedule mm-hmm. and with breaks integrated in it because I've I've talked to a few people and they say well I'm almost like studying throughout the day I'm taking breaks here and there I'm t- doing my lectures I'm watching my lectures while I'm eating my dinner mm, if you if you're like <laughs> if you're having mm, the, no. this uh, pretty haphazard schedule you would not you'd feel stressed out constantly you would not be it, this is not pretty sustainable for you yeah. and also like along the same lines uh well break is is important like collaboration collaboration is also pretty essential don't think like in the tests exams and quizzes because with this online learning a few of the professors have understood that obviously you cannot stop people from cheating and to do that what they have made is they've made uh these quizzes where you can collaborate with others you have to take this as an opportunity take collaboration as an opportunity don't see your peers as your enemies because everyone is really just trying working hard to get the good mm-hmm. grades and uh if you collaborate so it's true. it's really there for the better good you'll you'll learn something more which you may not have learned before you may teach someone else which will again help you solidify the concept that you already know and then coming to the next one would be don't pull all lighters do not pull all lighters it's such a such a hassle uh putting pulling all lighters 
so sleep important. Sleep is so important. Definitely. Like sleep your critical so thinking, important. your memory, with everything would stop functioning. Even, even like coming to your immune system and your muscle recovery, like it stops, right? Like if you don't have about seven to nine hours of sleep, whatever's your sweet spot, whatever you've learned, whatever you've sort of drilled inside your head, you are not giving your brain enough time to sort of solidify those neuronal, neuronal connections, which will help to sort of sustain that information. Because I remember from my organic chemistry exam last uh, semester, I messed this up and I had to pull an all-nighter. And I think I would have been better off had I not pulled an all-nighter. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, <laughs> no, all-nighters are definitely yeah. something not to do. Unless you have to catch a flight and you have no option. So, but for studying, never. It's it's really like, rather than taking what you learn to zero, you're literally Definitely, taking it yeah. to a negative mm-hmm. level. Um, and uh, so no. for, I'd say, yeah. So the next tip I would sort of like to give is, uh, well, just as I said before, and uh, Amitoj also mentioned, like there's no one size fits all. That's awesome. Like how you said that. Like there's no one size fits all. There's no there for this lock for this uh, productivity and grades lock. There's like different keys, and whatever key fits in your hand, use that. So like be open to explore new strategies. Except there's always a way to get better at something. Even if like in your friend group, like not just about study strategies in terms of self self improvement. Even if you are like the best in something, say in your friend group or even inside your family. You always just just accept like there is always something a better way to make whatever you're doing more effective and more efficient so yeah, just strive for learning st- strive to learn new things be open to it and uh, it may sound like a cliche but also at the same time uh embrace failure mm-hmm. for me i like how they say uh failure is your biggest teacher I didn't directly learn anything from failing, not, not failing, like getting bad grades in my first year university, but like this failure was a huge motivator for me, which pushed me in the right direction. And that was to optimize my study strategies. And I can see the rewards that I'm reaping right now, which is was really motivating for me to like keep going on with the stuff, even if like I have bad days and whatever, whatnot. And uh, just before stopping off right now, like it's a, it's a few tips I want to give everyone. Uh. Oh, we are all ears. Trust me, all of us need to listen. That we all are so keen to know everything we can do to maybe make our oh my god COVID or online you're making me sound better and easier. You're us. you're making me sound like fact, a sage. I'm you. totally not. I'm totally not. So yeah, so. Except whenever you're wrong and just look for answers. Like I, I, it's pretty easy, like in today's world and when everything's so polarized, when it's everything's so open out there in social media, it's very easy to sort of say, well, I'm embarrassed. I don't want to look for it. I'm too proud to look for answers. I'm too proud to ask for help. Don't be, don't be embarrassed. Please don't like, because mm-hmm. no one is, uh, trust me, like if you embarrass yourself, say, pretty bad people may think about you like for a day or two but people will forget about that but if you ask someone like for a question even if it may be quite stupid trust me in a lecture hall 10 other people at least 10 other people will be having the same exact question and they're embarrassed as well so so no one's gonna remember if you embarrassed yourself and just look for whenever you're doing something new or uh, 
trying something new. There's this one quote by Tim Ferriss. Uh, he's an author and a blogger. He says, like, look for forgiveness rather than permission. So whenever you're trying something new, it's a, we have a habit of going to our friends, going to our family to ask for their opinion and say, well, I want to try this new thing. I've looked at this. What do you think? Should I? Or you would go to someone and say, well, this is the new idea. I'm thinking about it. What do you think about this idea? And what we are looking for at that point is hopefully for them to say, oh, that's a great idea. You should go ahead. Oh, wow. Maybe I should have thought about it. Oh, what a nice idea. Yeah. You're, you're definitely going out of your way to try something new. But don't, don't look for this permission. Just look for forgiveness in a sense, because oftentimes people are sort of scared that maybe, maybe I'm going to hurt someone's feelings. Maybe uh, I'm going to say something wrong. Say, for example, right now on the podcast right now, I've had to put my point across. And in order to give my point across, I had to sort of almost, not, not necessarily, but to, just to get my point across, I may have to say that what university I go to isn't doing the best thing that it should be. Well, at the time, don't think about going to university I, I wouldn't think about like going to my university administration, asking for them, well, this is the exact thing I want to say. I want to put on the podcast. Like, can I get permission for this? Don't, don't wait for permission because as soon as you start waiting for permission, mm-hmm. what if you're one step away from success and just staying that one step away from success and now you're looking for permission, you're setting yourself for long-term failure. So don't do that. Just look for forgiveness. Maybe you have to, in the long run, have to ask for forgiveness from someone but take that big step and you should be good to go. And at the same time, like while on you, you're on this journey of self-improvement and uh, getting good at say grades or sports or whatever it is, just stay focused, have fun and don't be too serious because trust me, it will definitely bite you in the arse down the line. So, so definitely have, enjoy, enjoy the journey. It's, uh, <laughs> it's much more worthwhile to enjoy something than to fret about it constantly. So that that's that's uh, in a nutshell that's the large number of tips that I have for the listeners. <laughs> wow! No, thank you so much for coming coming ahead and sharing all of this with us today. And just to like kind of gather it together, what Drew had to share, uh, he shared his idea about the four-hour blocks. Uh, his idea about using flashcards, which basically emphasizes the idea of active recall and repetition, um, his idea of creating questions by yourself, and this idea of not waiting for motivation, but just starting anywhere because it is all cyclic. And you will, if you start practice, you will find the motivation down the lane. So don't wait for the motivation. And I think that idea about don't look for permission, that's something, (laughs) that's the favorite part of today's episode for me, because it's not something that just applies to our studies. It applies to so many different areas in our life. Just take your damn shot, shoot your shot, go for it, whatever the risk you want to take, because, and Having said that, I am not saying please be aware of the legality issues as well. <laughs> Do take risks as long as they're all legal. Um, and it is amazing. Thank you so much Anytime. for coming ahead here. Everything just helping all of us out. And we definitely look forward 
to have you over again with some different ideas, with a different conversation. Uh, I would, I would really just like to thank you so much for having me on the podcast. It's, it's, it's been an app. I've had an absolute ball just talking about whatever I've learned over the past uh, few years and just to share my experience and hopefully give people some tips, especially during these desperate times. So thank you very much for having me. And, uh, I, th- I think uh, a big thing for me is also going to be to not slack because now I've given my idea out there in the public and I need to stick with this idea as well <laughs> very, very firmly. Mm. <laughs> it makes you feel like, okay, Definitely. I have to hold myself accountable for it. I feel that. I feel that it happens. It's, it's more like... Um, <laughs> I have preached this. I need to follow this. <laughs> so it's 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 good. It's good. Yeah. Something to hold you accountable as well. <laughs> Great. So thank you. And to our listeners, I will be putting down some of the resources that Drew shared with us in the description. Feel free to check out when you want to at your ease. And we will come back with another episode with another idea and feel free to leave a voice message on anchor to us to through thank you so 